Thank you for listening to Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible, a new, much funnier translation of the entire Hebrew Bible written by me, David Tuckman. I'm coming to you from my living room, slickly edited over some room tone to make it sound like I'm whispering to you before the show. If this is your first time listening, don't worry, you can jump right in. If catching up is more your thing, try the first four Just the Bible Bits episodes of the show, which will speed through all of Genesis and then jump into Exodus. Or you can listen to the massive playlist at soundcloud.com at soundcloud.com slash omgwtfbible. Every month, a guest joins me in front of a live audience somewhere on Earth to read a portion of the Torah while I make fun of it. You're listening to episode 28.2, the second installment of Mishpatim, which is what Jews call the sixth portion in the book of Exodus. My reader this time around is comedian Shah James, and you'll join us smack in the middle of reading all sorts of silly laws. Now, the recap. Previously, in the Bible... The sons of Israel rose out of Egypt in battle array. Moshe summoned the elders of the nation and put the words Jehovah had commanded before them. I am Jehovah. Don't have any gods other than me. Jehovah will not forgive those who invoke his name for silly things. Elohim spoke every one of these words. If someone hits a guy and the guy dies, the first guy dies for sure. Anyone who fucks an animal gotta die right away. (laughs) For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! Now chapter 58, in which there are a few rules with a bit of social justice bent to them. Exodus 22.20 to 22.26. Do not oppress or wrong a stranger. You were strangers in Mitzrayim. Don't mistreat a widow or an orphan. If you do, and they cry out to me, I will hear their shouts. My anger will blaze, and I will kill you with swords. (laughs) That was like the most advanced weapon at the time, okay? Shirley's got thunder and lightning. I'll kill you with lasers! (laughs) Your women will become widows and your children orphans. Damn. Hear that, society? But, like, really, you know, this is the only law so far where God actually promises some kind of divine retribution for its transgression, taking care of the widows and the orphans. If only more fire and brimstone preachers got mad at the world for the way we treat our widows and orphans instead of going on and on about sex stuff, I think we'd be a much happier society. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. Yeah. If you lend silver to my nation... To the poor among you, don't be a creditor to him. Yeah. Don't put interest on him. I like these rules. <laughs> if you take his clothing as collateral, return it before the sun sets. That's so sad. That shirt is only covering what he has other than his skin. Wow. What will he sleep in? He needs pajamas. He'll cry out to me and I'll hear because I have ears. And I'm compassionate. (laughs) So, not so compassionate when his entire people are starving and hungry. This is supposed to happen every day, by the way. The commentators say that you take the clothing away in the morning and then give it back to him at night every day until the guy pays back. So compassionate and embarrassing. Chapter 59, in which we return to random craziness. Exodus 22.27 to 22.30. Do not curse, Elohim. (laughs) Oops. Don't defame your president. Huh? Do not wait with your fullness or your liquids. So the meaning of the Hebrew is uncertain, uh, but apparently this means don't wait to go to the bathroom. So I'm good with that. Yeah. Life's too short to hold in your exactly. shits and your farts. Even if you're on stage doing a podcast recording. Give me your firstborn sons. Wait, what? 
Do the same with your oxen and your sheep. They'll stay with their mothers for seven days. On the eighth day, give them to me. <laughs> you will be holy men to me. Don't eat meat left by torn, left torn by animals in the field. Throw it to the dogs. It's a very low bar for holiness. Eat like a person. Don't eat dead animals you just find. That's chapter 59, chapter 60, in which we have some pretty good rules. Exodus 23.1 to 23.29. Don't repeat something you hear without proof. Especially not on Facebook. Don't hold hands with an evil man to be a malicious witness. Don't hold hands with evil men in general. They don't wash after they pee. <laughs> don't follow the mob to do the wrong thing. Yeah, seriously. Don't be biased toward the majority in a dispute. Mm-hmm. But don't be biased toward the destitute either. No. If you find your enemy's ox or donkey lost... By the way, I'm amazed at how committed you are to this voice because you must be exhausted. (laughs) Return it to me. If you see your enemy's donkey struggling under his burden and you hesitate to help him, you have to help him. Not quite as catchy as turn the other cheek, but us Jews aren't known for our brevity. Help everyone. Help your neighbor's ass. <laughs> Don't pervert justice for the poor in disputes. Stay far from falsehoods. Don't kill the innocent and righteous. I will not make an evil one righteous. Well, of course not. Don't take bribes. They make the open-eyed blind and unbalance the word of the righteous. Don't oppress the strangers. You know the soul of the stranger because you were strangers in Mitzrayim. All awesome rules. I like him. This is chapter 61. Good page, God. Good page. Yes, good page, God. Good pages. In which God gives some agricultural advice. Exodus 23.10 to 23.11. Work the earth for six years and collect what it blooms. In the seventh year, let it rest and lie fallow. The destitute will eat what falls. What they don't eat will be eaten by the animals of the field. Do this with your vineyards and your olive groves, too. So this is um, a, this rule of like letting the land lie fallow every seventh year is called the Shemitah, and it is practiced in Israel to this day, and it's actually the Shemitah year right now. So um, there's a lot of Israeli produce that, like, if you're practicing, you can't buy right now. Just a factoid, not a joke. Chapter 62, in which God talks about the fucking Shabbos. Exodus 23.12 to 23.13. Do whatever it is you do. For six days. Whatever it is you humans do. Stop that shit on the seventh day. So your ox and your donkey can rest. And your son or your lady slave and the stranger can be refreshed. Watch over everything I've said to you. Don't remember the names of other Elohims. They must not be heard on your lips. That's chapter 62. Oh my gosh, this is a long one. Chapter 63, in which we establish some vacation days, so take note and tell them to your boss. Exodus 23.14 to 23.19. Have three legs as festivals to me in the year. Whatever that means. Watch over the festival of matzah. For seven days eat matzah like I commanded you at its time in the month of the spring. That's when I took you out of Mitzrayim. You shouldn't be seen before me empty. What? Have the festival of the harvest when your first fruit grows in your field. The festival of gathering comes when the year goes out and you gather what you've made from the fields. All males must appear before Jehovah, the master, 
three times in the year. All women stay at home and take care of the kids. Don't offer the blood of my offerings on anything unleavened. Don't leave the fat of my festivals for the morning. Bring your first fruits to the house of Jehovah, your Elohim. Okay, Jehovah has a house now. That's chapter 63. Chapter 64, in which somehow we are prohibited from eating cheeseburgers. Exodus 23, 29. Don't boil a kid goat in its mother's milk. That's it, right? That's it. That's all it says. Don't boil a kid goat in its mother's milk. Somehow that means don't eat milk and meat together. <laughs> I don't know how, but that's the verse. Don't do that. Like, literally don't do that. That's cruel. What if it was just that, and we didn't mean to add 2,000 years of explanation. I don't know. That's chapter 64. It gets its own chapter because I hate it so much. Chapter 65, in which God makes some pretty serious promises to the people. Exodus 23.20 to 23.32. Behold, I'm sending you a messenger before you to guard the way and bring you to the place I prepared for you. Watch his face. <laughs> listen to his voice. Crazy face. Don't cross him. He won't forgive your crimes because... My name is inside of him. Weird. But if you, if you really listen to his voice and do everything he says, I'll be an enemy to your enemies and a foe to your foes. When my messenger goes before you and brings you to the, the Amori, the Chitti, the Prizi, the Kanani, the Chiri, and of course, the Yavusi, mm -hmm. and annihilates them, don't bow to their, to their Elohims. How much did he really prepare the land if there are still people living there and Elohims hanging out? Don't worship them or do what they do. Just tear down and smash their motherfucking pillars. Whoa. You'll serve Jehovah, your Elohim, and bless your bread and water, and I'll remove sickness from among you. You don't bless bread and water, God. Hamotzi overrides Shehakel. Come on. That's a very, very Jewish joke. There won't be a miscarriage or a barren woman in your land, and you'll live out the full count of your days. I feel like this didn't come true. I will send my terror before you and destroy every nation you come across. False. I'll give you the necks of all your enemies. I'll send them swarm before you and chase the chivi, the kanani, and the chivi from in front of you. But I won't do it in one year so the land doesn't become desolate and the fields covered with w and wild animals. I'll chase them out bit by bit as you expand and take over the land. Manifest destiny, baby. I'll make your borders from the Sea of Reeds to the Sea of Plishtim. So these are very specific borders of the biblical promise of the land of Israel. Awesome, I think we're getting somewhere here because it's usually not specific. And from the desert to the river. Oh, fuck, never mind. <laughs> because the residents of the land will be in your hands. I will chase them from you. Do not make a covenant with them or the Elohims. Um, if other gods don't exist, how do you make a covenant with them? All right. Don't let them live in the land lest you sin against me and worship their Elohim because Ooh. there'll be a temptation to you. So not letting them live in the land uh, kind of sounds like ethnic cleansing. That's chapter 65. <laughs> Chapter 66, and I think we just have two more uh, in which things get super gross. Exodus 24.1 to 24.11. Did I say super gross? I meant super awesome. Go up to Jehovah. Jehovah said to Moshe, You, Aaron, the Dav, 
of Vihu and 70 elders from the sons of Yithrael and bow down from afar. Moshe will approach Jehovah alone. No one else can approach. No cops. The nation will go up with him. Moshe came and told the nation of all of Jehovah's words and all of his laws. The nation answered with one voice. Cool. We will do the things Jehovah said. They said. I don't blame them. He hasn't told them to do anything too crazy, right? Moshe wrote down all Jehovah's words. Meaning what, right? So this is one of those, this is one of those phrases that's like, you know, Moshe wrote down every word that Jehovah said that gets used a lot to mean that the Bible was transmitted through Moshe, that Moshe wrote down the entire Bible. But it seems pretty clear that Moshe is just writing that long monologue that he just got, not that he is the author of the five books of Moses that we're reading. I think it's important to call out each of these phrases because it doesn't seem clear yet where the Bible was written, at least from the Bible. He got up early in the morning and built an altar under the mountains. He used 12 standard stones for 12 tribes of Yisrael. He sent the strapping young lads of Yisrael, and they gave Ola offerings and peace offerings. Bull. I like this narrator voice. <laughs> you did go to Tyson. <laughs> Moshe took half the blood from the offerings and put it in the basin. So our sages ask, excuse me, our sages ask, who split the blood in half? According to the Midrash, an angel did it. Okay. He threw the other half on the altar. He took the book of the covenant and read it to the people. Again, the book of the covenant. What is the book of the covenant? Rashi and many others believe it's everything from Genesis up to this point. That's what Moshe wrote down. How, why, who knows? More likely, though, again, it's referring to all the stuff that God has just been saying and Moshe just write down because that's what the text says. Every word Jehovah says, the people said. We will do and we will listen. So this is, again, another famous phrase, na'aseh v'nishma. Na'aseh, we will do, v'nishma, we will listen. A lot of times it's referred to as, you know, the people not having heard the law say na'aseh v'nishma, taking on the law before they've actually heard it. But as is clear from the reading, they say it after. It's not as selfless. It's not as exciting. Um, there is a long argument among the commentators and the sages who say that this happened before they got the text, they um, said this phrase before they actually heard the law, but why would you need to change that? Very silly. Moshe took the blood oh God. and threw it on the people. So, that's awesome. <laughs> Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, Gwar, none of these guys are as metal as Moshe. And now, Moshe said, Are you ready to rock? <laughs> this is the blood of the covenant Jehovah has made with you. On these words. And this is the blood of my guitar. <laughs> Moshe, Aaron, Nadav, Avihu, and 70 elders of Yisrael went up. They saw the Elohim of Yisrael. It looked like there was a sapphire brick under his legs, as pure as the core of the sky. <laughs> he didn't send his hands to the nobles of the sons of Yisrael. They saw the Elohim... And they ate and drank. God throws the best parties. Jets, chapter 66. One left. We got through Mishpatim. So many laws. Too much time spent on them. Chapter 67, in which, once again, Moshe goes up the mountain. Exodus 24:12 to 24:18. Get up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> got too many right voices. Now. Yeah, right. 
Get on my level, Moshe. Jehovah said to Moshe, come up to the mountain and be there. Just be there, man. I will give you stone. I will, <laughs> I will give you. I will give you stone tablets, the teachings and the commandments I've written to teach them. Moshe went up with his manservant Jeho yes, yeah. Joshua. Just go Jeho with Joshua. Jehoshua, <laughs> and climbed the mountain of Elohim. Wait for us here. He said to the elders, "Where are we? This okay." Until we come place, back. Place, place, setting, place, so important. Until we come back to you. Behold, Aaron and Chua are with you. Whoever is a master of words should go to them. Whatever that means. Rashi says a master of words is whoever has a legal matter. I guess he's leaving them in charge of the nation. Well, they climbed the mountain and the cloud enveloped it. The, <laughs> the honor of Jehovah. What was that? Enveloped it. <laughs> Like an like a envelope. Okay. <laughs> the honor of Jehovah rested on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, he called to Moses from within the cloud to the eyes of the sons of Israel. Jehovah's honor looked back like a fire that was devouring the top of the mountain. Moses went into the midst of the cloud and up into the mountain. He was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. That's chapter 67. That is decrees, laws, laws, so many laws. Thank you, Shah. Give it up yeah, for man. Shah one more time. That was, that was fucking awesome. Damn. I didn't know that the narrator of this was such a good prize fighter. And raised pigeons. His defense is impregnable. <laughs> kill you, I will eat your children. <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> you think Mike Tyson wrote the Bible? Yes. Like, like Mike before Mike. That you know? explains everything. Like the essence of Mike Tyson wrote the Bible. <laughs> Mike Tyson is an ageless creature who has existed for thousands of years. Now is the time of the program when we come to the Devar Torah. Devar Torah is Hebrew and literally means Torah word. So we are trying to... Usually a Devar Torah is like a sermon... Um, but when we do it, it is very literal, and it is one word. So can you sum up everything that we read today into a Devar Torah, into a Torah word, into one word? Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How come? <laughs> just, it's just so much shit going on that doesn't actually matter. No. And I feel like if you're going to set up this story, like, all right, there's this thing, right? This God thing. And like, it knows everything. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take care of everything. Don't worry. You believe in this, all your problems will be solved. And like the foresight that God is supposed to have, I feel like these rules just should be better. They don't apply. <laughs> it's they, a mess. They never come up on your everyday life, you know? They did? They did. tribal. You think? You think? Exactly. I don't. I feel like we'll yeah, save that for I want after. More. But yeah. If you're God, I'm I'm expecting you to be better at your job, not well, just George Bushing it through <laughs> your stay as God. Well, my Devar Torah, my Torah was ludicrous because it kind of seems like he's making it up as he goes along, and you can imagine some scribe like writing this rule, list of rules, and they're kind of making it up as they go along. Like it bounces back and forth from topic to topic. There's mm -hmm. no. There's just so much buildup to this. Like, it's enough to make you think a man wrote it. Oh my god! <laughs> You're right, but it's just—it's just so funny and so silly. 
<laughs> Thank you. It's it just it it like there's it's just so silly because there's so much build up to this. Like God has been forever promising this. Like the whole first, you know, we're in like chapter 25 or yeah, 20 or so. The first 20 or so chapters of Exodus are building up to this big moment where God finally reveals all the laws and it's just a disjointed mess. Like get better organization at least. Yeah. It's I mean, like I can, episode 1. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, guys. It's I'm like a Terry you, Gilliam movie. Um no, I see what you're saying. It's all that build up and then it's just a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's it well the thing is too like I can understand even if it's like okay this is a divinely inspired document it's written for this like tribal group and the laws were written to apply to the people at this time um even if that's the case like shouldn't it be better organized like topic headings or something like something to tell you what's coming next because this is a mess yeah <laughs> and it's also like really we go back to it. The, the other thing is, too, like, it's really unclear where we are in the narrative. Like, Moses has gone up, and then he comes down. I, at some point, I'm going to go through this and do a tally of all the times that God makes Moses go up and down this freaking mountain. You should see the, the calves guy, on Moses. Oh, my God. He's 81 Huge years calves. old. Give the guy a break. It's a disaster. That, that's what I say about this. I mean, there's some stuff that I can see, like, somehow having some relevance to us now. But there's also some stuff that's just totally bonkers and yeah. crazy and, like, is is seems if even if this stuff is supposed to be there to like somehow we can extrapolate things from it years later it seems like there's also stuff there that's there just so that there's an argument against god writing this like the slavery stuff is really just like mm. if this was written by an all-knowing eternal being who's omniscient and knows everything forever maybe he would have thought to like tone that down or leave it out yeah <laughs> but I don't know. Things like that that yeah. I just, I can't look past. If you guys have anything, there are no real characters in this chapter, no real moral decisions, no real narrative to speak of, so there's not much to talk about in story. But if you guys want to respond to that, we're going to have a conversation and a Q&A if you want to ask me Ooh. or Shah any questions after we break down the show. Shah, is there anything that you want to plug before um, we head Yeah. Or any Let's... final thoughts that you have about this? Final we... thoughts that I have about this. Um... Stop reading the Bible, guys. Read, read something. <laughs> no, else. no, or just listen to it. Just download the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to this. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna poke fun of it, edit. Sure, read the Bible to your heart's content. But if you're gonna try and live by it, or actually read it, I guess. I I would because it's a slippery slope. You know, like you're reading it and you're thinking like, all right, I'm just gonna read the Bible, and then it gets in your head and just fucks it up, you know? Um, so just be ca- read responsibly. Exactly. Like, lead with a little bit of remove. And if you're going to, like, quote stuff, get to the social justice stuff. At least bring that in every yeah. time you talk about, you know, uh, I don't even know, the, the, you know, heathens who don't believe this. Like, read the nice things and take care of people. Don't just be angry and yell at people. Um, my, f- yeah. <laughs> Thank you. My final thought, too, is that I'm a little bit sad because 
like we're gonna lose narrative for a while and um i was having a lot of fun with the narrative this stuff is gonna be fun too uh for a lot of different reasons as you can see there was some fun stuff in this there's fun stuff to go in exodus but i'm sad that, that we lost story because i really like stories uh the next entire book is just like a list of laws and it's gonna be fun to get to but i really like stories and i'm sad that we're not really gonna have too many stories at least for a little while we're gonna get back into it and then the rest of it like the books after the first five books the 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 Nevi'im, the Prophets, and the Ketuvim, the writings, are chock full of amazing stories, and I can't get to that, but Leviticus is, you know, it's a little slow. Fortunately, it's also very short. Um, do you have any plugs? Um, yeah, I've, I've got a few blogs out there that you guys should read. One of them is called Monologues and Mondays. Um, something else. <laughs> I, I just I came up with it. Time to thank time you. To get down. It's time to get down. Time to check out. Time to get um, down. The other one is called. Uh, what's the other one called? <laughs> yeah, th- there's that one too. Um, and I am <laughs> telling jokes at Gotham Comedy Club, um, March 24th at awesome. 7 p.m. Cool. So, yeah. so come check that out. If you like to laugh at me or with me? With with. Sometimes I don't laugh at this shit, though, so you're laughing at me. I've set it up so you guys can laugh, and I'll just sit that one out. But, um, yeah, if you want to do that, you can do it there. Cool. You can check out the... Let's give it up for Shaw one more time. You can check out the podcast at Always on Facebook. Twitter, Tumblr, uh, the website. Listen on Stitcher, iTunes, all the podcast apps in the world. Please share it with all of your friends, um, wherever you are, whatever country you live in. Please rate and review it on iTunes. It really, really, really helps. You can. I'm going to bother you after we finish this recording if you're here and make you do it in front of me. Um, as always, I want to thank John Passaro on the audio. <laughs> Let's give it up again uh, for Wendy Chin for all of her graphic design help. She does a lot of... Good graphics. Uh, let's give it up for Shaw James. Woo! Beauty Bar for hosting us. You guys for coming out here and you for listening. Please join us next time right here at Beauty Bar on March 23rd and make sure to listen because next time in the Bible, if you build it, he will come. <laughs>